This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Joining us the day after, of course, Arsenal have beaten Leicester 2-0 and put themselves firmly again in the driving seat for the top four this season. Currently with a significant number of games in hand over the likes of Manchester United and Wolves and West Ham and with the one game advantage over Spurs, but already six points ahead of our North London rivals. Uh, these are our early morning shows, our 8am series, of course. If you're a first-time joiner, do let us know in the chat box. If you joined us yesterday for our reaction, I saw with a, with a lot of new listeners last night, which is great to see. So if you're new and discovering this new 8am show for the first time, let us know in the chat box. But good morning to everybody in the chat. Hope you're doing good. Matt G, good morning. Joining us first, getting in there ahead of Penny Wayne. Omar, good morning to you. Uh, Kevin uh, Omar says, I woke up extra early today, yet was still beaten to the first place in the chat. They're a dedicated bunch. What can I say? They are they're committed to being first every day. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable stuff. Uh, good morning to AFC West Mid, to Guna Boy, uh, to Olu, to Sartvik, to Ruben. Uh, good morning to you, to Marcus, Rohit, Harvey. Uh, we've got uh, Sartvik, Afsar. We've got uh, AV, Bobby, Paul, Mike. Uh, good morning to Ratha Varys, to John T, to Don, uh, to John as well. Good morning to everybody. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. And uh, do drop a like on the video if you're enjoying uh, being an Arsenal fan right now. Pretty much that's the requirement that you need. And I think most of us anyway, certainly those that are enjoying what we're seeing and happy with the way that we're going are very happy indeed. So do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, also. Check out the Arsenal way, which, of course, will bring you plenty more content. There'll be a show over there at 9.30 this morning with Bailey and Chris, so you'll be able to watch that. I'll be live over there tomorrow morning at 9.30. Uh, There's a great reaction show after the game with Bailey and Chris yesterday, so if you haven't already watched that, go and catch up. Definitely worth doing, and you can listen back to Mikel Arteta's press conference over there as well. Well, we are very close to 10K subs on the channel. Uh, our first news story of the day uh, came from Arsene Wenger talking about his kind of regret around Ashley Cole and talking about the reason why he left being the difference of a few thousand pounds. Uh, he said, uh, what he said was, is 
Uh, the youngest generation, like Fabregas, we lost early and would not have loved uh, to lose them. The player I think we internally, uh, it was a mistake to lose, was Ashley Cole because he was playing at 9, 10 years old for the club. I knew with Fabregas that taking him away from Barcelona at some stage, he'd want to go back. But Ashley Cole came out of the club. I think it was a misunderstanding over a few thousand pounds. At the time we spoke about Abramovich when he came into the game, Ashley Cole was one of the few players who developed even more and continued to develop when he left. Clearly, they're talking about a misunderstanding between how much he wanted, how much Arsenal were willing to give him and maybe wasn't up for giving him anywhere near as much as he should have given uh, the player. Certainly, we should have done more to try and keep him. Moving on to more transfer lines, Arsenal were linked uh, last year in 2021 with a move for Florian Wirtz. However, any possible move in the future now looks to be significantly less likely. He suffered uh, what is expected to be an ACL tear, possibly even a rupture. Uh, speaking or seeing rather the tweet from Dr. Raj Prabhra yesterday, uh, estimating a seven to nine month layoff, uh, which would rule him out of any possible move over the summer transfer window. So Florian Verts will not be making any kind of moves in the summer. Leverkusen may be slightly happy about that, but I'm sure they'd rather have their exciting young talent at the club. But he will return in seven to nine months, so could be out until at least the end of the year. Really bad news for one of the most exciting young talents on the continent right now. Um, speaking of players that are exciting on the continent, Fabian Ruiz, again linked with a move to Arsenal, and some Italian media claiming actually, despite that report a couple of weeks ago that we covered about him not being keen on Arsenal and instead wanting to move to the likes of Real Madrid and PSG, supposedly that has changed slightly if these reports are, be, uh, are to be believed. Claims are that he would be, quote, open to a move, according to Tuta Mercato. So we'll see if this one changes or moves in the next few uh, months when the window, of course, opens. But Arsenal are interested. Arsenal's representatives have met with Fabian Ruiz's agent to try and get a feel for the players' needs and wants. And whether or not that moves to a deal, we'll have to wait and see. But it is something that happens quite regularly. Edu met with uh, Jonathan David's agents in December of last year. So it's not like Edu is not doing anything. And it's regular that we want to kind of get the feels out there and find out what kind of moves Arsenal can make in the summer, especially if we manage to qualify for the Champions League. Um, continuing on the transfer line, Arsenal may struggle to get their hands on Alexander Izak after reports suggested that Liverpool will be moving for the player in the summer. Roberto Firmino is, of course, moving on a little bit now, and they're really without an out-and-out striker. And so Izak has been identified by Jurgen Klopp as an option to go for in the summer. And so he looks like he could be moving to Merseyside, which I think would obviously rule out a move to Arsenal if you had the option between the two at this moment in time it would make more sense to choose the path to Merseyside. And I think he'll be playing considerably in a very, very good team at a young age to flourish and develop. But who knows? Maybe Arsenal will still push harder. But I personally think there are other options out there that I would rather have than Isaac at uh, the club. Uh, finally, uh, penultimate story of the day uh, is Bakayo Saka's injury, something that I know a lot of people are concerned about. Now, scouring all of kind of the, the possible avenues to get any information on this, Mikel Arteta, uh, in any of the parts that weren't embargoed last night, was not asked from what I've seen. And that's frustrating because I feel like it was a question that definitely should have been asked, whether or not Bakaya Saka's injury is substantial or not. Uh, looking across social media, 
could not find any information to find out about this. It looked like a bit of a uh, impact injury and nothing more than that, really. So I'm hoping that it isn't going to be too serious. It should just be one of those that wear off. Saka has been injured before from these types of things and returned for the next game. So I'm hoping that it's not anything too serious, but we can't give you anything concrete because we haven't received any information about this as of yet. What I would say is that Mikel Arteta's press conference tomorrow, I believe, ahead of the game against Liverpool, um, should reveal a lot more about this. So we may have to wait until tomorrow to get more information on that. But of course, Arsenal play in just two days' time uh, for the game against Liverpool. And we'll be doing a uh, preview show for that tomorrow at 5pm. So make sure that you're around for that. And the last thing to focus on is, of course, more fallout from the game yesterday against Leicester, something that we always like to do, and we did this last night on the reaction show, is look at the prediction algorithms. Arsenal now have a 70% chance of finishing in the top four. Tottenham have a 15% chance, and Man United on just 11%, even after they beat Spurs at Old Trafford. Arsenal need to pick up a significant number of points, of course, from the games that are left from those remaining games. Arsenal have a really, really good opportunity to uh, to try and get there, basically. And fingers crossed we can, because getting into the Champions League this season would represent a huge, giant leap forwards in what the expectations certainly are for Arsenal. Uh, I'm just doing a quick check on my feed because I know there was some a couple of internet issues this morning, but it looks like the feed's fine, which is positive. But yeah, I mean, currently looking at the, the Premier League table, Arsenal sitting in fourth with 51 points. Man United have played three games more and sit one point behind us. Of course, those games in hand are against Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea. So we've got to try and take something from those games. You'd hope to get a win over Spurs. If we can get a point from either of the game against Liverpool and Chelsea, we'd put ourselves significantly further away from Man United, five points ahead of them, in fact. That would be really positive to see. And if we can get that extra win over Spurs as well, we'd put ourselves much, much further, nine points, you'd hope, further away, maybe even 10 with a point against Liverpool or Chelsea. So that would be massive for us going into the end of the season run. And that's, of course, thinking about whether Man United or Spurs drop any more points between now and the end of the season. We know that Spurs have got games, I think, against West Ham. I think that happens next week. Um, they're playing on the Sunday, the 20th of March, but they've got Brighton away from home in midweek. Another chance. No, Brighton aren't doing that well at the moment, um, but that's a good chance. They've still got to go to Liverpool. They've still got to play Leicester at home. They've still got to play Newcastle and they've got to go to Villa away. Um, but the last two games of the season, you would expect them to win where they've got Burnley and they've got Norwich. So there's a lot still to play for regarding Manchester United's fixtures. Um, they go, as we've already said, to Atletico Madrid to play their second leg of the Champions League. That could see them go through the competition more and have more games to play. Uh, they then got to play Leicester at home. They play Everton away, which we don't know what's going on with Everton. They then got Norwich. They've got ourselves. Brentford at home. Brighton away. Chelsea at home on the penultimate game of the season. That could be really big, but Chelsea may already be sorted and probably have nothing to play for by that point, which would be a bit frustrating where Man United will be a lot more motivated. And uh, and then Crystal Palace away on the final game, which is by no means an easy fixture either. We've also got that before the end of the campaign too. But it's put ourselves in a really good position and we're playing really, really well. And that's also exceptionally important. But that completes all of the news for today, which means we're going to move to your thoughts and feelings in the chat box. So if you indeed do have any, uh, do start to get them in there now and we'll go through them as quick as we can.
Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Olu says, hey, Tom, we need to sign a, uh, assign a quicker striker than Lacazette. Someone who has the qualities, but quicker and taller. My pick is Ozimen. What are your thoughts? I need to look into him a little bit more about his link-up play. I talked about this last night. It's really important that we sign a player with excellent, excellent link-up play. Because if we don't, we are going to struggle to play this style that we're using at the moment under Arteta and have the additional benefits of the other qualities that the uh, the situation is coming forward. Um, Chris says, are the referees uh, being racist? If you look at Harry Kane, too hard to get a yellow card. If you look at a kick on Saka, you can just play on. I'm not going to sit here, Chris, and obviously throw out allegations like that. I just think personally the refereeing is exceptionally poor. What I would say, and it's something that we've highlighted previously, is that the level of diversity amongst you know, the backgrounds of referees and officials at the top level is, is, is there's negligence, there's nothing. There's, there's no diversity at all. Um, and that needs to improve. Whether or not that is a factor, Chris, um, ultimately would need a hell of a lot more investigation and evidence before we can start throwing out allegations like that. Um, but I would, what I would say is that the quality of officiating is very, very poor. Uh, Philip, can you do a poll on if Saka is out for Wednesday, should we start Pepe or play Smith-Rowe out of position? Philip, that is an excellent question. So absolutely, I can throw that into the chat box. If Saka is out, who should play? And then we'll put a question mark in and we'll put Pepe. Oh, what we'll do is, is we'll put... Erdegaard uh, to right wing. Oh, sorry. We'll put Smithrow, Gabby, and Erdegaard as the other option. I won't tell you where you want to put those three, but that'll be the other option to play Smithrow, Gabriel, uh, Martinelli, and Erdegaard. Ask the community. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying on that one. Uh, Charlie says, our fixture list is blooming art. It is, Charlie. You're absolutely right. We've got some very difficult fixtures, which just goes to show if we can get through these fixtures uh, quite promisingly, it will go to show even more impressive how things are. Uh, Coop Dog says, which of the strikers we are linked to is the best to fill the Lacazette role next season? Uh, Coop Dog, I'm going to do an entire video on this during the international break. Uh, I'm looking forward to going into the international break with a bit of an emphasis on transfers. So I'm going to endeavour to do more research on this and bring you a show on it as well. Uh, Bobby says, having the privilege of seeing us pre-Wenger era, I can see our Arsenal fight come coming into our team. In the 90s and the late 80s, we weren't the best team, but damn, did we fight for a win. Well, hopefully, Bobby, we can get a combination of both worlds now. That's what we obviously would love to see uh apologies if there's uh, a couple of issues with the stream i'm hoping that they're fine um let me just click over quickly to see if it is yeah look, I, I mean it freezes a little bit now and then basically what i'm doing is i'm uploading the uh i'm uploading the the, the big 14 gigabyte file of the six aside game last night so that's why there's a couple of internet issues so apologies for that but uh it should be all right by this evening when we're over on the arsenal lounge do join us of course on the arsenal lounge tonight uh, I'll be joined by Mo, Shaheen and Lev as always over there. So uh, do go give him a follow. Um, Daniel says, Ornstein reporting that we've offered Norton Cuffey a new contract. Let's have a quick look. David Ornstein reporting. Uh, Arsenal offered Norton Cuffey a new contract and likely to sign. He did get sent off at the weekend, ironically, for Lincoln City whilst he was on loan. Um, but he's been doing really well. He's been impressing a lot. Uh, just reading this here from uh, Norton Cuffey. 
Uh, bolster right back on. Arsenal continued the recent upsurge of a 2 0 win. Yep, the rise of Mkhitaryan is owed to so many of the young, impressive players in the team. Um, among the most notable names is Brooke Norton Cuffey. The 18 year old made a strong impact since joining Lincoln City on loan. And it raises the prospect of him being a potential option for Arteta soon, especially given the right back is an area that Arsenal are thought to be keen on bolstering. Although Tommy Asu has established himself, uh, the Japan international has been troubled by injury and Cedric has provided cover recently after Callum Chambers left. Norton Cuffey was sent off and signed his first professional contract last year until 2023. Of course, you can only sign three-year deals um, when you sign those first professional deals up to three years. And the Londoners caught the eye suits in the Premier League and other major European divisions. But the Athletic understands a new long-term contract has been offered to Norton Cuffey and is expected to accept it in what would be another boost for Arsenal. Really solid information there from David Ornstein and really positive news as well. So thank you to bring that to my attention, Daniel. Uh, Penny Wayne says, based on performances, I'm actually not fearing Liverpool on Wednesday and believe we will give them a good game. Are three points in that game a realistic prospect? Realistic? No. I think Liverpool are significantly better than us. However, is it realistic to expect us to give them a good battle? Absolutely. And I'll go into the game confident. I'm not going into that game fearing Liverpool. I'm going into that game excited about the prospect of seeing what we can do against a really, really very good Liverpool side. Uh, AFC West Mid says, do you think if Real Madrid came in for Tierney that he would go? Who would be back up to Tavares? It would obviously be a signing if we were to you know, allow him to leave. That would be the difference between the two. And that would be the difference between allowing him to leave and and not. We'd need to be able to have someone that's going to be able to come in and, and fulfil the teeny role. Do I think he'd go? I don't know, is the honest answer. He's not an Arsenal fan. We, you know, we forget this very quickly. We're all obviously Arsenal fans and we have a, a great attachment to the club. He's a Celtic fan. He moved to Arsenal because of the opportunity. There's nothing to say that if Real Madrid didn't come in for him, that he wouldn't be interested about moving to Real Madrid. So, you know, there's, it's a lot of talk at the moment. Ancelotti liked him when he was at Napoli. That's the link that's being made. He signed a new deal at Arsenal last year. I don't think there's any pressing need for him to go. I don't think there's any pressure on Arsenal to sell him. And I don't think Tavares is doing enough at the moment to displace him. So, you know, I don't think Arsenal have any reason to sell uh, and don't need to either. But who knows? Maybe he would push for a move. I doubt that he would, though. Uh, Sarvik says six wins and three or four draws out of the 13 should be sufficient for the top four spot, according to separate sources. Predictions, we'll have to wait and see. But it all depends as well on what Spurs and Man United do in their fixtures. Uh, Gladiator Scoop says Tavares is a backup player. We would need a first choice left back if T left. I do agree. Um, Venger Boy says, call me ambitious, but I see us wing it winning against Liverpool. I will call you ambitious, but I love your optimism and I love the ambition. Abdul says, don't you think we should sign two quality strikers with different attributes that will help us sustain challenging for the league and all other competitions? Yes, this is exactly what I've been going out for, going on about for a long time. Schick, Jonathan David, perfect contrasting styles. They're the two forwards that I would go for. But there's no guarantees that even we go for two strikers because Lacazette may yet stay at Arsenal. It is proven to be a very realistic possibility that we do offer him a new contract. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'd have to wait until the end of the season to see where we're at. I feel like if we don't get top four, giving him the extension you know, would make sense because maybe we can't attract the striker that we want to attract. And so we can maybe bring in one forwards that we really wanted, but maybe not two. I think it may depend on where we finish. Ironically, him helping us qualify for the Champions League could end up meaning that we end up deciding to move him on. So let's wait and see what happens. 
Uh, Scott says, always watch your stream. I never comment. I really enjoy your content and opinion. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Scott. That's really kind of you just saying, you know, you don't have to comment, but thank you for commenting. And I hope you enjoy the content, mate. Uh, Simugera says, hi, Tom. Can't wait for the UEFA Champions League next season. Come on, Arsenal. We're the best with the young guns. Fingers crossed you're right, mate. Let's, uh, I mean, I love getting our hopes up, but it means that we will be massively disappointed if it doesn't happen. But we're in a good place right now, and that's great. Chet Perk says, why all the talk about Kieran Tierney leaving? Because they keeps, it, it keeps on being reported, Chet Perk. At the moment. There's lots of sources in Spain suggesting that Real Madrid are very interested in him. I personally think those links do come from the established interest of Ancelotti when he was at Napoli. Not necessarily anything new, but let's see in the summer of what happens and what takes place. Cyrus says, Saka, Odegaard and Eddie, Captain Salah in their FPL teams. I found this strange. What do you think? Um, I know a lot of people who are Arsenal fans who are also Captain Salah. Uh, I don't know whether or not, you know, that's... it's. Is there anything to read into that? There's a part of me that always feels like footballers probably shouldn't be playing fantasy football because it often leads to leaks about information, about injuries and possibilities of that. So there's a part of me that always feels like they probably shouldn't be playing the same way they shouldn't be betting. I know they are different, but I do think there is a little bit of uh, you know inside information that they have that gives them a bit of an edge and they're involved in the game. Um, and obviously it leaks information too. What do I think about it? They shouldn't be doing it. Um, that's what I think about it. But I don't think it's anything specifically to do with that that would, that's anything bad, um, to be honest. Let's have a look at the poll and see what you guys are saying. If Saka is out, who should play? 100 or 200 of you have now voted. 58% uh, of you are saying Pepe. 42% of you saying Smithrow, Gabriel, Martinelli and Erdegaard should be the attacking three in some form of combination behind Lacazette on Wednesday. Uh, it's really interesting how split that kind of is. It's getting slightly further apart, 58% now saying Pepe, but I thought it would be very, very strong in the Pepe courts. So that's very interesting to get your thoughts and feelings about that. Um, Schick and David or Haaland and Lacazette. Haaland and Lacazette, John. Uh, if you can get hold of Haaland, you get hold of Haaland. It's as simple as that. Justice, uh, what's your thoughts on Jacob Ramsey? I think he's a fantastic talent and doing really, really well this season. Whether or not he gets into the Arsenal team is the question. Um, I'm not sure whether or not it's worth bringing in him to, say, block Charlie Patino's progress. We don't know where he's going to specialise. It could be in that number eight position. Um, is it worth bringing Jacob Ramsey in? Maybe it is. We're also linked to Aston Villa's uh, Chuck Wuemeka, um, but uh, or Chuk Wuemeka. I, I'm really sorry about pronunciation, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Coop Dog says, where's the Erdogan emoji? I'm going to do my best to get that to you ASAP. Uh, I've got a day off today, so hopefully I can reach out to my graphic designer and ask him about it. Uh, King says, Tom, would you change formation to a back five against Liverpool to deal with the tr uh, the threat from Trent Kane, Salah, Kane? Uh, who's Kane? Kane doesn't play for Liverpool. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you mean Trent, Diaz, Salah, Jota, Mane, um, or Robertson maybe you're talking about. There is a temptation. Uh, King, absolutely there is a temptation to go to a back three. I don't think that we will. I think we will continue. I think if we were to go, say, one nil up and we were, like, say, 60, 70 minutes in, I think we'd then switch. But I think that Arteta is going to try and go for Liverpool. I think teams have tried to absorb pressure and Liverpool are just far, far too good. If you want to beat Liverpool, you need to do what West Ham did earlier in the season at home, which is go for them and really go at them. Uh, Axe says, Tom, Patrick Schick has a lot of injury problems. If we were to look at another tall, better in the air kind of striker, another good alternative for me, get an Ozymen and give Laka a one or two year contract. Let's have a look at Patrick Schick's 
injury record. It's not actually something I've put a lot of time into checking out. Um, how many injuries has he faced? Just getting up the record now. He has had this season, um, in the 2021 season, three injuries. He's missed 10 games, to be fair. I mean, it's not a bad shout. Torn ankle ligament, fitness, missed two games. And a torn muscle fiber, missed four games. In 2021, he missed uh, seven games because of another torn muscle fiber. Uh, in 1920, he missed 11 games. You know, it's it's not a bad shout to suggest that he suffers with injuries. What I would say is that's why you buy two. You buy two strikers. So you've got that backup option should you need one. Uh, Jing Lin says, I do not agree. I think if we finish top four, Laka will stay as second choice striker and Tierney is not going anywhere. Uh, is Saka injured? We still are waiting a full update on that, but I've searched high and low to get info, but there's none out there. I'm sure we'll find out in Mikata's press conference ahead of Liverpool. Uh, Chet Perth says, Pepe is overrated no matter what the poll is. I mean, I'm not sure that he can be overrated when there's a lot of people who have doubts about him, to be honest. Um, I think that he's a player that hasn't had enough chances, to be honest, to prove whether or not he's, he was ever worthy of that amount of money. Um, but it's interesting that 58% of you are saying that you play him and a massive 42% saying that you wouldn't even know he's the obvious choice. Uh, and then you'd have to kind of mix and match. That's interesting. What about Elise? Again, Elise quite similar to Ramsey. Not sure whether or not his signing would block the path of Patino. We'll have to wait and see what we do in the summer. Uh, Bobby says, for me, Tom, you may have needed to put other as an option for the vote. I couldn't vote. That's fair enough, mate. Uh, I think there are other options that we could have gone for. Bobby, let me know where you're standing on Arteta. I know that you weren't very much interested, not interested, but I know you weren't completely sold. I mean, five wins in a row now. It's looking pretty darn good. Let me know where you're thinking on that one, mate. Uh, Kipsicool, uh, or Clipsicool, uh, thank you in the chat box. Oh, apologies if I've got that wrong. It says, great show, Tom. Have you seen uh, Tavi Papescu uh, from uh, Stal Bucharest? He could be a smart signing. No, I've not seen anything of him, mate, uh, at all. Papescu. Let's have a quick guess. Who he is. Um, oh, there's a lot of them. Octavian Popescu, is that who you mean? Is that the right person? Probably isn't. Probably looking at completely the wrong person. Uh, Tavi Popescu. Yes, Octavian. I'm assuming that's who you mean by Tavi uh, Popescu. How many have you got? Seven goals, three games. Uh, 19 years of age playing on the left wing. Interesting. You know, we are looking at a wide forwards. Uh, he's coming under kind of the brackets of players playing abroad. He's like Adam Plojek, who is another player that I really like and think he is certainly going to go to that next level. He's got uh, six goals and 12 assists, nine goals and 13 assists across all competitions in 37 matches. You know, he could really be something quite special. So uh, there's a couple of young youngsters playing in Eastern Europe right now that certainly should be on Arsenal's radar, that's for sure. Uh, Merzelin uh, says, hey Tom, do you rate Renato Sanchez? Do you think he fits at Arsenal? I rate his quality. I don't rate his injury record. He is going to be missing his 70th game with his eighth hamstring injury at the age of 24 on Wednesday. That's not reliable enough for us to invest in him, unfortunately. Uh, JDB says, Tom, is third place achievable? Ultimately dependent on, on Chelsea. It all depends on whether or not we can win in that game against Chelsea when we go to Stamford Bridge. If we can, we've got a really great chance. Um, of getting third place. But it all depends on them. They were very lucky yesterday. Um, really, really fortunate to get a result. And that, you know, that that really could harm our chances. If they had a drawn against Newcastle, it would have opened things up 
a hell of a lot more than they currently are. Adam says, Tom, how about your opinion on Arteta? Are you still on the fence? If we miss out on top four because United have an outrageous run-in, would you be okay with a contract extension? Yeah, I would. Like, I'm fine with a contract extension. Adam, I talked a lot about this last night um, on my position on Arteta because someone asked me on it last night. I think that he's done more than enough this season to kind of convince, in my opinion, everyone. Like, If you really are against Arteta, I think there's been there's been overwhelming evidence this season that he is the right man to lead us forwards right now. So even if we were missing out on top four and say finish fifth, I think that there is a, ultimately a loads of evidence to suggest that we are moving in the right direction. Tom, is Calvert-Lewin still the one that you want? Uh, no, he hasn't been for quite a while, Dan, to be fair. I've been waxing lyrical about Patrick Schick for quite some time and Jonathan David is my two options. He, The thing about Calvert-Lewin is I, I feel for him because he's playing in a really bad Everton team. Uh, managed by a really bad manager. <laughs> so um, I do feel for him. And I do think that uh, in a in another team, he would flourish. But I'm not sure whether or not we could take the risk on Calvert-Lewin or not. That's kind of the issue. Uh, Coop Dog, you're asking a question that I know Manu will be very happy with, our resident Belgian expert in the chat. What's your opinion on De Catalea? Uh He seems like a better winger striker than Lang, uh, playing currently for Club Bruges, of course. He, I think... Uh, is interesting uh, clubs in Italy right now to Catalea. Uh, let me just have a quick check on that. It's not coming up on my thing now. That's really irritating. I've been Noah Lang and go on Club Bruges. It definitely will come up. Uh, let's have a quick look for the Catalea. Scrolling down. Oh, this isn't the most exciting of viewing, isn't it? Trying to... Charles de Catalea uh, is got 12 goals, seven assists this season in 30 matches uh, in the Belgian league. 16 goals, nine assists in 40 games, mostly playing as a centre forward. Uh, he's a very good player. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And he's only 21 years of age. But yeah, he is supposedly interesting teams in Italy. Uh, so I think that he'll probably end up moving to Serie A. And that's a well-trodden path, to be fair, going from Belgium to Italy. So we'll wait and see what happens. But I think he's probably going to be going there over anywhere like Arsenal. Um, scrolling down, uh, DCL or Jesus. Uh, I think I'd go for Jesus and then sign Schick. I think that Jesus is going to be a really good option in the summer for a team to be a kind of a support striker and a support option, but not as your number one striker. But I would choose Jesus and then go for a Schick as well in the summer. Uh, Jasmine, yes, I absolutely rate Florian Neuhaus, and he's very quickly becoming my number one pick for central midfield in the summer. Uh, certainly someone that we should be looking at. Uh, Anshul says, Tom, please name and rank your top three midfield targets for the summer. Florian Neuhaus, Yuri Tielemans and Fabian Ruiz are my top three picks. Uh, Anish says, best option for striker is uh, Lukaku. Good hold-up play and finish. What's your opinion? I don't think that we're going to be able to get Lukaku from Chelsea unless it's for a ridiculous fee. And I think his age profile as well is probably not what Arsenal are looking for. I think they'll max go to a 26, maybe 27-year-old at maximum, unless you can get a Lewandowski on a two-year deal. That's the only kind of one that I would see them breaking the mould for. But other than that, I don't think Lukaku at all. Um, Khalid says, Tom, I love that you're sold on Patrick Schick. <laughs> you love that? Great. <laughs> I'm glad that you're, you're happy about that. Uh, Zora says, what about Tony and Joao Felix? Uh, I think Joao Felix will stay at Atleti. Um, but again, he's similar to Jesus, similar to David. If you sign Joao Felix, you've got to sign that more physical striker as well to pair them with. Otherwise, I just don't think it would work. 
Uh, NK says, do you reckon that Xhaka will revert to a back to a double pivot? Probably. I can't see him playing too high up like he has been against that midfield and that forward line. That would probably be a little bit naive. Uh, Mickey says, Arteta says his Arsenal project is going to blow. Uh, funny thing is, I now believe him. I wouldn't bother. Uh, I think bang. Didn't he say bang? I'm pretty sure he said his project is going to bang. <laughs> uh, funny thing is, I now believe in him. I wouldn't uh, bother my head about what players we buy because I now trust the guys at Arsenal to raise us to the next level. Uh, Earhart says, thank God we didn't sign Madison. I'm one of the few who are happy that we signed Erdegaard. I don't think you're one of few. I think you're one of a lot. Uh, I, I was certainly very happy that when we pulled that signing off over James Madison, I think Erdegaard is someone with amazing technical ability. And in the summer, you know, he was always our number one pick. I was very interested and infatuated a bit by Emi Brendia and the idea of Emi Brendia. But, you know, I'm very happy that we signed Martin Erdegaard. That's for sure. Uh, Jonathan says, I have a feeling that we may go back in for Raul de Tomas uh, from Espanyol. We were certainly interested in January, but we weren't able to get him for the price that we felt was acceptable. And Espanyol will still ask for a very big price in the summer. I'm not sure he's of the level that we should be going for, though, to be honest. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, I'll be live on the Arsenal Lounge at 8 o'clock tonight, as always, on a Monday evening. Uh, and then we'll obviously be doing this next show tomorrow morning. We do these every single morning at 8 a.m. So join us if you're new. Uh, drop a like in the video and subscribe to the channel if you are tuning in for the very first time. Uh, and then we'll be doing a preview show tomorrow at 5 o'clock as well with the members from the Discord server. If you'd like to come on to the show, all you need to do is join up as a member and join our Discord server to register your interest. So make sure you do that. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys, as it always is to join you. Have a fantastic Monday basking in yesterday's victory and uh, go check out the boys on the Arsenal way as well as always link to the channel is in the description. I'll see you soon, guys. Have a great day and as always, up the Arsenal. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.